Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. We have a podcast favorite back with us this week, Sandy Ramsey Travick. And Sandy has been on the podcast multiple times, and we always love getting to hear her words of wisdom. Sandy is mom to Miles, her adult son who has special needs, and she also leads one of our Rising Above online community groups. She has an amazing website called Undisabled Lives, where she shares encouragement for special needs families and where you can find out more information about her coaching services that she provides. And we had a great conversation about the importance of remembering God's faithfulness on our journey as we raise our children who are impacted by disability. This episode goes right along with our restoration focus for the month of October. You know, this whole year, we have been looking at ways that we can allow God to bring restoration into our lives. And the team here at Rising Above has created some beautiful resources each month that go along with our theme of restoration that you can download for free for your family. And you can find all these downloads on our website or on our app. So be sure to check them out. So here's the conversation I have with my friend, Sandy Ramsey Travick. Hey, my friend, Sandy, how are you today? Oh, I'm so good. So good to see you. So good to see you. Okay, so you are, first of all, one of my most favorite people on the planet. Yes, you are. Don't give me that look. No one can see that look, but I see you. No, absolutely. Uh, You are one of my most favorite people. You are a fan favorite on the podcast. I think your podcast episode from the last, she's she's nodding her head like, no, yes. (laughs) I think your episode has been one of the most listened to that we've ever had from the last time you were on. You've been on several times now. How many times is this? Like I don't three? Know, like three four? Four. I feel like family for sure. You are family. And you are I family. I love, love having the opportunity to talk with you about the things we talk about. Fan favorite because you always pick the best topics oh, for me. That must you be You are sweet. <laughs> you are sweet. Well, it, I think it's just you come across so beautifully well and your story is so compelling and just your heart. And uh, there's just so many things that we all love about you. But you've also been part of By the Brook for the last two years. So if if any any of our listeners have seen By the Brook, then you have seen videos from Sandy where you have... I shared story and shared your heart with our moms. And so, um, and you lead one of our community groups. You lead what a my- privilege too. Yeah. I love my ladies. I do, well, I do. It's been such a blessing for me that God chose this ministry to hook me up in community with other moms who get it, you know? It's so, so sweet. love it. You know, and, and it's so interesting. I think you found Rising Above back early on, was it? pre-pandemic, like a, like right when things happened and, and then we were doing coffee talk groups or something like that virtually. And I think you found us. And from then on, you've been family. <laughs> it was at the very beginning of the pandemic. And the Lord told me, Sandy, do not isolate yourself. Mm. I found you on one of your coffee talks and look, I'm not isolated. And I have, so it's great. You are not. His plans, I just got to say, he's kind of all in this for sure. It's amazing. And it's just been fun to um, 
to do, you know, to, to see how you've come alongside us and supported us as a ministry helping love and serve other other families. And and you and I know you and I are good friends. However, we'll go through times where we don't talk because we're just busy. I mean, life gets busy. We're both special needs moms. We both are working, family, life's crazy. But we will then, after several months, go, we need a phone call. And then when we get on the phone, we might as well just block out half a day because <laughs> <laughs> we sure could. We sure could. <laughs> because it's so fun. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it is uh, a great time when we can connect and, and, uh, just share what's going on with each other. And so we were talking about how you are in New Jersey, I'm in Tennessee, but we're hoping to someday, someday we'll get to meet in person and not just over the computer. Be able to hug each other's necks. That would be great. Yes. Well, most people probably know who you are, but if not, because, and if not, you need to know Sandy. So Sandy, tell just a little bit about who, who you are, a little bit about your family and, uh, just whatever you want people to know about Sandy. And then we'll, we'll also add links to the other podcasts that you were on because you need to, if you haven't heard Sandy, you need to go back and listen to her episodes because they're so great. So Sandy, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, well, I am Sandy Ramsey Travick. And as Becky said, I live here in New Jersey, Montclair, New Jersey. So that's Northeast New Jersey, about 15 miles outside of the city. Um, I have been married for... Gosh, it's going to be 32 years at the end of the month. Wow, congratulations. I have three young adult children, two daughters and a son, 27-year-old. And then my twins are uh, 23. And my son, Miles, has special needs as a result of an illness when he was a baby. So he's got some medical needs. Uh, He's got some developmental and intellectual disabilities as well. Um, what else can I tell you? Um, the Lord has blessed me to be able to come alongside other special needs parents as a coach, uh, for those who are trying to move forward to kind of mm-hmm. renew their ability to move forward with their yeah. lives. And what's the name of your website? Because you have a, you have a website where people can find out more about that. It's called Undisabled Lives. So undisabledlives.org. Yeah. So they can come and check out information about that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. That's your story. Well, there's that's that's like a a tiny portion of your story <laughs> because you've had so many things go on, even here recently in the last year. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we get further into this conversation. But one of the things, we have, there are a couple of things that I, I in particular wanted to talk to you about because I think these are things that are so important to both of us. And we feel, you know, we're kind of further down this journey. You know, John Alex is... You know, about to turn 25. Miles is going to be 24 next month. 24 next month. So our boys mm-hmm. are, you know, really close in age, but we've been on this journey for a long time. And there's things that we've been through that we've experienced that we've learned that we so want other parents, especially those who are just starting out to grasp and understand. And, and it will, it'll ch- change the way that you view your journey um, as a parent of a child with a disability. And so we're going to talk about a few of those things and some of the things that have helped us on our journeys. And, you know, I was talking about how you and I can get on the phone and we can talk for hours and hours and hours. And our last conversation that we had, um, we 
shared about something that I think a lot of people might not think about when they look at their children, especially those who maybe are have more profound special needs, maybe mm-hmm. are um, like John Alex nonverbal, maybe have limited language like Miles, uh, that we maybe not look at it with our kids. And that's the fact that our kids, regardless of their ability, regardless of their diagnosis, regardless of whatever it is that they deal with on a daily basis, just as God has a plan and a purpose for you and your life, God has a plan and a purpose for our kids' lives. And uh, I think, you know, we've always known that, but I think even now for us, now that we have adult children that are now, they're adults, it's coming more alive to me. And I find it interesting. These are things you've been thinking about as well with Miles and your journey with him that, you know, so often we we forget that, no, they've got a plan and a purpose. So let's unpack that a little bit. Tell me, tell a little bit about your thought process and what you, what God's been revealing to you in these past little bit, uh, dealing with the, with the same thing that we're just talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, I absolutely believe that God has a plan and purpose for our kids because he has a plan and purpose for all of his children. Um, And, you know, recently I was writing about that, Mm -hmm. writing about an experience where the Lord told me that um, advocacy was going to be my focus for the next year. Um, Wasn't quite sure why, because I'm always kind of in that advocacy space, but kind of in the process Um, of advocating for Miles in some areas, the Lord ended up placing him um, in a day habilitation program that had a two-year waiting list. Miles was able to get in it within a couple of months. And so there was a long process that led up to that. But as I looked back at the process, one of the things that I noted was that, man, God, you had this plan for Miles all along. This wasn't my plan. Mm -hmm. You had a plan to get him here. And I was your, I don't know, hands and feet on the ground to make sure that Miles could get to the place that you had planned for for him. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm having these thoughts, typing this out, the Lord began to reveal to me, yes, I do have a plan for Miles. I have a plan for all of my children who have special needs. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you, talking about me as a special needs mom, you say you believe that, but do you give it the same level of um, urgency and intentionality Mm -hmm. and expectancy as you give the plans that you say you believe I have for your girls who don't have special Mm -hmm. needs? And I hadn't thought about it, but what he was saying was that my plan for Miles is as well thought out, like before the beginning of time, I had a plan for him. Before you prayed a prayer for him, Sandy, I had a plan for him that is as important to advancing my kingdom in Mm -hmm. the earth as anybody else's plan. And you need to approach it that way. So I was convicted by that because... Um, I'd always felt that I was um, God plan minded where Miles was concerned, but I realized that um, I didn't approach it with the same level of urgency and expectancy and Mm -hmm. even faith for that matter as I did with my girls. Um, And so convicted, 
okay, God, I'm going to start thinking about it differently. But interestingly, Becky, um, as you and I were talking about earlier, on the heels of that, um, my husband, when he was in his prayer time, the Lord revealed to him that the plans that he, God, has for Miles are much greater than the plans that Terry and I Mm. have had for Miles, that we need to lean into the plan that he, God, has, because it's only his plan for Miles that's going to help Miles to be everything that God created and to do the things that God created him for. Um, And I think that's the part that sometimes we miss as Uh, the parents of kids with special needs, particularly when they have profound needs, because Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to see maybe how God might use them. Um, We don't have the same level of expectation, but Mm -hmm. God says, I have a plan for them, a good plan to give them a future and a hope. Um, And one of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians 2.10 that says, for we are God's masterpiece, his Mm -hmm. workmanship. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus to do the good things he planned for us long ago. That's for all of his kids, even his kids with special needs. And so um, I have new um, expectancy Mm -hmm. um, for the way that the Lord is going to be working through Miles's life and how he's going to lead Terry and me along the pathway Mm. to help Miles be and do what God has for him. I'm excited about it. (laughs) Well, I just find it so interesting because I've kind of been on that same journey with John Alex as well of just like seeing this in a whole new perspective. You know, people would look at John Alex, he's nonverbal, requires 24 seven care, you would think, what does he have to offer to the world? But man, God is just showing me like he has a powerful prayer life. I think, you know, our sons are so, um, they are not, I'm going to use the word polluted, you know, by the things of the world. They're not distracted by the things of the world. They are pure. They are innocent. And I think that um, they don't have those things bombarding them that get in the way of their connection with God. Mm-hmm. They are in union with God because mm-hmm. they're not distracted by all the craziness of the world. And so, you know, I've started with John Alex just going, buddy, what do you want to pray about? Now, he may not, you know, he's not, well, it would be wonderful someday. He could, you know, God may heal him and he verbally respond. But I know that his spirit is fully formed. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with his spirit, man, and that he can have a conversation with God and God can completely understand what he's saying. And so I feel like, you know, I'm just at this place of realizing, no, John Alex needs to have the opportunity. I know he does anyway. He probably is laughing at me going, mom, I've been praying all these years. You just had no clue that I've been praying, Mm -hmm. you know? And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's more for me realizing, oh, buddy, you've got such a gift and you are part of this kingdom. You are part of building and bringing other people to God. Um, have, where have you seen that play out with Miles? Have you seen that in his life? Um, so certainly in the purity of heart and spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, there have been times when I've been on the phone with a friend 
Um, I can think of one time in particular that stands out. So I'm on the phone with a friend trying to kind of minister to her and Miles walks into the room and he says something. And I, you know, I don't know what he's talking about. My friend here has heard him burst into tears because she said, Sandy, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Um, or I had another friend who had been diagnosed with breast cancer and just kind of going through um, the process of, of, of making peace with the diagnosis. Um, and again, I was on the phone with her. Miles comes in the room. And I remember this time what he said was, what did God say? And then he walked out and my friend, again, burst into tears because she said, that's exactly what I needed wow. to hear. And so, yeah. you know, I love that you say that our children have spirits that are fully formed. One of the ways that I say that is that a disabled body, a disabled mind even does not mean a disabled spirit. Our right. kids' spirits are healthy and whole. Mm -hmm. And so they can commune with God um, in ways that we don't understand, but are just as real and powerful yeah. and, and maybe even more powerful because like you said, they're not sullied by the world. Mm -hmm. They're pure. They're not worrying about what other people think. Mm -hmm. They're just communing with their savior. Yeah. And so um, absolutely, I think that's true. You know, one other thing came to mind too, Becky, that you mentioned to me um, that the Lord uh, mentioned to you about John Alex, and it had something to do with people being in your home. But what the Lord said to you was, people need to see what I've put in John mm -hmm. Alex, mm -hmm. you know? And so yeah. again, sometimes, I don't know, but maybe because of people's discomfort with our kids or for whatever reason, we forget about the fact that there's ministry in them, that there's yeah. anointing in them and on their lives that will bless other people. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's so, so often we, you know, it's so we can get, especially I think early on, get in that place of, oh, we just want to protect them. We want mm -hmm. to, uh, because, because we don't know what they're going to do when we're out. And really people, people need what our kids have to offer that. I mm -hmm. think that's what I, you know, like, I think that may have been even what I said. It was like people yeah, need that was it. what mm -hmm. our kids have to offer because they have purity and they have mm -hmm. joy and they have, mm -hmm. you know, we don't see much of that in people, you know, a lot these days, but our kids are not, you know, like you said, not solely by the things of the world. And I think, you know, early on, we always prayed with John Alex. We always, you know, read Bible stories with him all along his whole life. And it was so sweet early on because when, and it, we, he still will do this, but when we pray, his, he doesn't have language, but he will say, ah, uh, mm -hmm. more, keep going. That's his positive. And so, you know, when we pray, that's what he'll do. He'll say, ah, uh, like keep going or yeah, mom, that's right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so even they understand. And I think when we don't want to, you know, we're, we're all about um, advocating and pushing for the school system and getting the therapies and getting the things that we need for our kids. But I think We've got to make it even more so a priority of going, no, our kids, we want to pour into them the truth of God's love, the truth that God sees them as they're beautifully and wonderfully made. And there's a, there is a plan for them, just like there's a plan for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we do the same thing with Miles. We certainly pray with him. We do um, a devotional time with mm -hmm. him. Um, 
we have the um, uh, Jesus calling for kids. Right. Um, so we kind of read through the devotions and we read through the scriptures and then we uh, review with him scripture so that he will have the word of God in his in his mind and heart. And and Miles loves listening to like Christian podcasts, like he loves Charles Stanley. Really? <laughs> yes. That's so funny. Um, and so and so it's not uncommon to hear him walking around the house rehearsing the 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 um, sermons that he's just been listening to. So a love for the Lord, for his word and for worship. Yeah. You know, the first time he was in the hospital, um, um, we played worship music around the clock. So he came out of the mm. hospital singing worship music. Yeah. It's so important. Well, you know, and speaking of that, about the worship, you know, we are talking about restoration this year. And I talked about how you shared it by the brook this year at our Restore event. And you were talking about how you bring restoration into your life when you, when things are hard and you know, you're know you needing uh, to be reminded of the truth of God's word. And it was through worship. So share a little bit about that with you, why worship is such an important piece to you when you're looking at restoration. Um, you know, when Miles first got sick, I can't say that I was a worshiper. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't understand kind of the need for it, the value of it. Um, but through the journey with him, um, I learned that worship was the one place where, regardless of what's going on around me, it's the one place where I can get reconnected with the Lord, where I can silence the noise that's going on around me. I can kind of silence the the things that might be stirring on the inside. Um, it's the place where I go. And so I love music for worship. Um, but if I can't listen to music, there's one scripture I go to that, and it's, it's, it's simple. It's one of the Psalms. Uh, it might be Psalm 103, but it really is bless the Lord, all my mm-hmm. soul and yeah. all that's within me, bless his holy name. Mm-hmm. And I just keep saying that over and over and over. I almost feel like I'm commanding what's inside of me mm-hmm. to line up with God and give him the reverence that he deserves. And I mean, it hasn't failed me yet. I'm yeah. always able to kind of reconnect with him mm-hmm. in the yeah. place of worship. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about that is when you're, uh, when you're, I know when John Alex has been so sick and my mind is swirling and I can't seem to stop the thoughts that are bombarding me with all mm-hmm. the what ifs and all that. It, the, if you turn on the worship music, it does it for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to be, you don't have to do it yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, it will, it, it will do that for you. And then, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, I can take a deep breath now. Mm-hmm. And then shift that when, when you turn on the worship music or whatever, that then it's, it's just kind of like this gift to you of going, okay. It's just go. a reminder of who mm-hmm. God is, right? Yeah. And we, you know, this whole year we've been looking at restoration and every month we've had a different tool that we've given our families free downloads. Let me tell you, if you've not checked out our monthly, the free downloads each month, go check them out listeners, because they're just beautiful and they're so helpful. But we've talked about worship and we've talked about the power of God's word and remembering who God is. You know, when we remind ourselves of who God is, then that will help us as well. And we have even respite for your mind on our app that'll walk you through some of these things. When, you, when you're not able to do it for yourself, we have the tools there for you to help you when you can't even process. And 
one of the things that we've done is every month there's been a memory verse. And so Sandy, I love what you were talking about, like that, the bless the Lord on my, on my soul. Well, mm-hmm. John, Alex and I, what we do is we take um, all of the memory verses and for the, for the whole year and we have put them to tunes. And so oh. we'll sit out on the swing at night and we'll go through our scriptures that we've memorized this year and I'm not going to sing one here, but <laughs> but they all have they have a little tune, and so we'll sit we'll sit on the swing together, and I will I will sing those. I know he's singing with me, but so now we've gotten by the end of the year we'll have twelve new memory verses that we maybe didn't have before. Um, but that's getting into to his soul, you know. When when we're doing that, you know, it's helping me, but it's helping him as well. And so this month. What we're looking at, we have a whole nother tool, but it's, we're talking about how important it, it is to remember God's faithfulness, that, that that is such an important thing for us to do so that we can remind ourselves in the hard times of when God showed up and was faithful before. And a verse, and it tags in with what you were saying just a minute ago, Psalm 103.2, it says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I May I never that. forget the good things he does for me. And mm-hmm. so often, you know, Sandy, we can focus on the hard. We can we can have our mindset on the hard and, and the things that we can't do or, or the things, you know, that are so hard about our life. But what does it do for you when you shift that mindset to not, that may you never forget the good things he does. You know, one of the things the Lord taught me kind of over this past few years was that being reminded of remembering his faithfulness, Mm -hmm. even when things don't necessarily look like it, actually going through the action of reminding myself opens my eyes to see how he's being faithful, even in the hard circumstance that sometimes the reason that we don't recognize his faithfulness is because we're choosing to focus instead on the circumstance. You know, um, we had one situation with Miles, I think it was during the pandemic when I woke up one morning and the Lord had put this song in, in my heart, forget not how great my faithfulness don't forget my faithfulness. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of on repeat in my mind. And I hadn't listened to the song in a long time. And so over and over and over, I kept hearing, don't forget my faithfulness. Don't forget my faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. So I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not going to forget. Fast forward later that night, my, we found Miles laying on the floor in our bedroom and determined that he must have had a seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, some things transpired. He had another one. Um, he stopped breathing. This had never happened before. Um, and um, long story short, he ended up being okay. Um, but because the Lord had reminded me earlier to not forget his faithfulness, I didn't do what I mm. sometimes do yeah. in those circumstances. I, I wasn't saying, God, why didn't you do this? Mm-hmm. Why'd you let that happen? Yeah. You didn't have to let this happen. Instead, what I kept saying was, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You showed up for him. He's okay. Thank you, God, that you were faithful. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it changes our mindset in general when we're yeah. in a in a hard patch 
to remind ourselves of the things that God has done before. So why wouldn't he show up again this time? Um, But in the midst of it, I think it opens our eyes to see, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. He is being faithful here. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, Sandy, it's got to be a daily practice. Because, you know, I was talking with someone this morning who um, she deals with anxiety a lot. And, you know, I was talking with her about, you know, here are the things that I do that help because anxiety has been an issue for me for years and years and years and years. I thankfully now have some tools in place that are helping me and it's so much better than what it was. But I said, it's a daily practice. I mean, it's not like I, it's like when you're uh, preparing to go, uh, into a battle. You don't just like, uh, you have to prepare yourself and you have to be ready before you go into these situations. And so for me, it is a daily practice that I have of being grateful. It's a daily practice of like looking out the window and going, God, your creation is amazing. And Mm -hmm. all those things so that when those things do happen, when the seizure happens, when the ambulance ride comes your way. You're not going, oh God, why, oh, why, oh, why? But it's like, okay, I'll remember. We're remembering every day mm-hmm. his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that you call it a tool. Um, and, and the reason I do, Becky, is because sometimes I think um, that we think that the, the disciplines around God sound so super spiritual mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're not practical. Right, um, right. But that's not the case. And so I love that you're that you're um, calling it a tool. It is a tool. It's mm-hmm. a weapon that God has given yeah. us yeah. Um, for how to deal with the hardships that mm-hmm. are invariably going to come. They're yeah. going to come. And so he's taught us with these tools how to be victorious in spite of them, mm-hmm. how to walk through them, um, how to be OK in spite of he's given us the tools to do yeah. that. You know, But we got to use them. Exactly. We have to make the choice to use them. And, you know, I was reading a book recently and and the author said, you know what, believe God for his faithfulness, even when you don't want to, Mm. you you know, so you don't want to do it anyhow. Do it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Because the truth is, I mean, the truth is that it's the truth um, and you'll benefit from it. Well, I know that you love to write and that is one of the, you know, you, you, you will write and that's one of the ways I'm sure that you remember, you know, mm-hmm. that you write things down. Are there other things that you do to help you remember God's faithfulness? Um, you know, one of the things that helps me, quite frankly, is telling other people. Mm. Um, so if I find myself in a situation where I'm ministering to somebody else, it gives me the opportunity, give, having the opportunity to tell them reminds me of all mm, the good things yeah. that God has done. And so it starts out as a practice to help them. Um, but by the end of the conversation, I'm just as excited as they are because I'm reminded of how good mm. God is. You know, um, I, I, I was sharing this with you earlier that in my quiet time this week, one of the things that I'd written was that we are to share with those following after us how we've seen God work in our lives. This reminds us and it motivates them to trust God as the trials come. And so sharing our testimony of -hmm. of the goodness of God, yes, it Mm -hmm. helps them, but it reminds us because we hear ourselves saying, you know, look what the Lord has done. 
you know, which I love that. Just, just the thought of that brings mm-hmm. tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Look what he's done again, yeah. you know, and yeah. he keeps, he keeps showing up. Yeah. And I love that. Time and time and time again. It, mm-hmm. it, what it was interesting, we were talking before we started recording and I said, we were kind of walking through what we we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And one of the verses was what you said, you you had journaled because of this verse that I wanted to read, but it's Deuteronomy 32, seven says, remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. So it's remembering, you remembering for, for you to tell your kids how God showed up in your life. And then it gets passed down. Oh, you know what? I remember grandma saying, how God showed up, you know, and it's generations, mm-hmm. you know, we're impacting generations. When, when we remember God's faithfulness and when we tell others, it's impacting generations. When we keep, mm-hmm. we keep it to ourselves, you know, it's not going to be that impactful. So mm-hmm. I love that. And do you do that with your, with your, with your kids? Do you share God's faithfulness? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I yes. suspect you do. Yeah. <laughs> I do share it with them. And sometimes it's yeah. like, they're like, okay. Mommy. <laughs> but I'm just like, I got to tell somebody. Yeah. got to tell somebody. Yeah. Um, you know what? It reminds me too, Becky, is in the uh, scriptures, I think it was at the old, in the, at the end of the Old Testament, that there was a generation of elders who didn't share yes. with the the generation mm-hmm. after them what the Lord has done. And so that there was an absence of the Lord's word um, for that generation. They didn't know. And I think it was the generation who came through um, the wilderness, through the Red Sea, that yeah. they didn't they, share mm-hmm. with their kids and that their kids grew up not knowing how great God was. Can yes. you, I mean... Like, what a tragedy. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, my kids tell me I sound like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, they say that now. Someday they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna pull those out and go, oh, I remember mom saying this. That's and, right. But it's inside them. And that's the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and I think, like I said, even with John Alex and even with Miles and even mm-hmm. with our kids, just, you know, re- telling them, oh, do you remember when? And in mm-hmm. telling those stories of old, of when, you know, God, when God showed up and when, you know, just bringing different people into our lives in different situations. And even through the hard, even mm-hmm. in those hard, when he's been in the hospital, mm-hmm. hey, you remember that really kind nurse that came in and was so sweet and really helped, you know, things like that. I think mm-hmm. um, teaching them to recall teaching them the importance of that i mean it's such a gift to them as well um, mm-hmm. to show them so what are your other thoughts on like on the importance of remembering and and then passing that on to the generations to come you know um what i try to do with my girls too because you know it's out of my stories is to sh- when they're sharing something with me about their lives mm. to help them to see God's fingerprints yeah. on what he's doing in their lives. Yeah. And so if something really great happens, I'm quick to say, do you recognize how God opened that door for you? Do you mm-hmm. recognize how God made that connection? Do yeah. you see how God is, you know, if it's a hard thing, how God may be protecting you from this, mm-hmm. just so they um, develop the habit of recognizing that God is involved in everything, that he's invested in their lives and that every good thing really, really, really does come from him. Um, 
And again, whether or not they want to receive it at the time, just to get them Mm -hmm. into the mindset of God is at it again. God is being God Mm -hmm. again. Look what he did here. Look what he did there. Um, So that they'll be able to tell maybe Mm -hmm. some of their friends, you know what? I remember when God did this for me. And so that, you know, from generation to generation generation and even kind of in the midst of a generation where um, kind of this young adult generation where it's, it's, it's kind of hard to be a Christian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> imagine. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, to give them those same tools mm-hmm. for today. Yeah. yeah. So, so good. And, you know, we're, I know that for you, worship and writing, that's part, that brings you restoration, but, you know, we're vast, we're asking all our podcast guests this year, what else are you doing? Um, do you have anything else that you're doing that that's allowing God to bring restoration into your life right now? Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is um, opening myself up to other relationships and why that matters for me. I am an introvert yeah. and I am very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, very okay, I like that we've been, you know, we had to be in lockdown a while right. back. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very comfortable right. um, by myself, but I recognize um, as I've been more intentional about spending now that kind of things have opened up, spending time with other um, uh, people of faith, mm-hmm. just what a gift that is, how refreshing it is yeah. to be able to spend that social time with mm-hmm. other people, being able to pour into them and, and them into yeah. me and just to be able to kind of like laugh mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy the life that God has given us. One of the things that my husband is so good at is carving out time for joy mm. to enjoy himself. He's he's so intentional. How does he it. do that? Seriously, what does he what does he do? He puts it in his calendar. Like at the beginning of the week, he he sets aside time to be with people that wow. he enjoys or to do things that he enjoys. And my youngest daughter has picked up that same habit because I asked her, so how do you how do you find time for yourself? She says, I prioritize myself at the beginning of every um, week. She said, just like you give your first 10% to God, I look at my calendar at the beginning of the week and I carve out the time that's going to be for me doing things that I enjoy doing. Um, And, and, you know, that's something, honestly, that there was a time when I was thought, oh my gosh, that's heresy. What do you mean you're you're carving out time on the calendar for yourself? But it matters. Yeah, it does know? matter. It does um, matter. And I think so many for so, so many special needs moms, they are such planners. So mm-hmm. many parents who are raising kids with disabilities, you were planners. And if we don't- For everybody we do, else. Exactly. <laughs> but not for us. And so if we don't exactly. make that, if we're not intentional about that. So I love mm-hmm. that he puts that on his calendar. He's like intentional about and it. unapologetic about it. Yeah. Completely unapologetic. So do you notice like when he doesn't, like if something happens and he doesn't get his time, you know, to do that, can you tell a difference in, in uh, how yeah. your week goes? Yeah. He, so it's not a whole week that he'll go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. No okay. But I, I got can it. tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Because it is, his countenance is different. Mm-hmm. His energy is different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had started doing it and have started doing it again. Even if I don't have plans with somebody else, if I just go out, like I, I know you love nature. Right. If I just like go to the park mm-hmm. and just walk around the park and get mm-hmm. some fresh air. Yes. It's time 
for me. Mm-hmm. Um, having lunch with a friend that I haven't seen in a long time, it's time for me. I recognize yeah. that God loves me so much mm-hmm. that he wants me to have some joy in times of refreshing mm-hmm. too. So and smart. So, so smart. Yeah. Well, Sandy, I can't thank you enough for your time today. And you are always just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And uh, I just... And cherish your friendship and just so grateful that uh, God sent you to that coffee talk group back a couple of years ago and just how you're part of the Rising Above family now and how you're pouring into other moms. And, you know, if you're looking for a community, if you're looking for, uh, if you're in a spot where you don't have people that you can be in community with, go check out our community group. Sandy leads one, I lead one, and we would love for you to come and be part of what we're doing. There's other groups. We have groups that meet at night and during the day. And you, there are lots of opportunities for you to find because it is life-giving um, to, to be with other uh, parents who are like-minded and get it and understand. So Sandy, thank you so much. I'm so thank grateful you. for you. I feel like we, we're always inviting people into the middle of our conversations. It's I, always such a pleasure. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Love you, friend. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.